On the Record with Gavin Riley. Brought to you by PwC. Redesign your organisation. Reinvent your capabilities. Reimagine your future. On News Talk. Now, we are just a few days away from Budget 2024. Two more sleeps to the budget, if that's how you count these things. 6.5 billion euro worth of new measures and tax cuts and everything else set to be announced on Tuesday, along with a cost of living package. Lots in it, lots across the papers. I'm joined now by my panel to discuss. Joining me is Pat Leahy, the political editor of the Irish Times, John Fitzgerald, adjunct professor in economics at Trinity College Dublin, and Pat Denikin, the CEO of Focus Ireland. Hello, and thank you to you all for joining me for this pre-budget extravaganza. Pat Leahy, we might start with you because there's been lots of leaks obviously over the last two weeks in your own papers uh, and elsewhere. We might run through some of what we think we know at least, maybe starting with housing and lots of uh, conflicting reports actually in the papers this morning of what kind of benefits landlords are going to get. Yeah, I've got all the Sunday papers here and depending on which of them you, you read, there's various models which are suggested. It does seem to be that there will be some sort of uh, some sort of a tax break for small landlords that was actually flagged by the government itself some time back. Exactly how it's going to operate isn't clear, and that, of course, may be a failure of journalism on the part of the political correspondents across various papers, or it may be more likely. I think that the final design of the scheme simply hasn't been in the allocations and how much it would cost and so forth. That simply hasn't been agreed yet. I mean, all budgets are a bit of lastminute.com when you get to the last weekend beforehand. This one seems especially so. There will be some sort of a uh, a tax break for small landlords. There will be an increase, I understand, in the tax break for renters. The exact amounts involved in each of those schemes is just not clear yet. Mm. Uh, let's talk about tax for everyone else then. What are we looking at when it comes to this these breaks uh, for Middle Ireland that Leo Varadkar has been talking about? Yeah, so we expect that there will be a reduction in the various USC rates and there will be adjustment of the tax bans, which will operate effectively as a, uh, as a tax cut. Leo Varadkar earlier this week talking about average households benefiting to the tune of €1,000. Tax will be a part of that, but it won't make up all of that. I think that figure, if it is achieved, is likely to include things like additional energy credits and so forth. So people will gain in tax, but not enormously. And on those energy credits, do we know the final makeup? Is it going to be two of 200? Is it going to be three of 100? Well, what are we looking at? Again, it seems that that is not entirely settled. There'll be meetings. I know there was meetings yesterday. There's further meetings today. It may run even into tomorrow before that is finally decided. Looks like something from the independent reporting today, something between 300 and 400 euros on electricity bills between now and next spring, whether that'll be three 100 euros or two 150s or how it works. Um, again, that's to be settled today. One of the newer measures flagged in the Sunday Independent and elsewhere, a major hike in the allowance paid to trainee Gardee in a bid to boost recruitment, uh, part of a measure that Helen McEntee was talking about on this show, I suppose, to go beyond just promising more Gardee in the budget. Yeah, that's right. So it looks like that the, the, the trainee allowance is going to rise from, I think, about 180 at the moment up to 305. That will, uh, that will apply, we're told, from Budget Day. And again, it's to assist in the recruitment of more Gardaí. The Garda numbers are quite low at the moment. 
people in the Department of Justice tell me that they are kind of at the at the lowest level now and that from now on they will begin to increase. But I guess like every other business in the country, at, with the country at full employment, Gardaí are finding it hard to recruit people. So this is intended to stimulate recruitment there. Where are we likely to land when it comes to social welfare? Tw- 10 to 12 euro a week seems to be the figure. Yeah, again, social welfare payments tend, because they're so expensive, they tend to be the last thing or almost the last thing that ministers agree. And what I was told late last week is that it was likely that the once-off payments would be agreed uh, by ministers and the leaders of the coalition parties on the Saturday night. And that would clear the way then that they would have a clear pot of money that they can divide between social welfare increases. And that would be done today, uh, today, Sunday. So, People are cautious about it, likely, I think, to be in the region of 12 euros, 10 would look with organisations calling for a 25 euro hike, 10 might look a little on the parsimonious side, more likely to be in the region of 12, I would think. Mm. One that's been quite quiet, actually, in terms of the the leaks is childcare. And last year we had obviously this big promise of 50% over two years, but they've been kind of walking that back for a few weeks now. Yeah, because again, it's expensive. I think there will be, aside from childcare, I think that there will certainly be uh, be child benefit increases. There's a possibility that there'll be an additional payment of child benefit in the run-up to Christmas, such as people saw last year. On childcare, just not clear really at the moment if that additional cut uh, to the cost of childcare will be as large as the one uh, announced last year, 25% announced last year. It's a government commitment to cut it by half, but whether they'll have the cash to do so on Tuesday, to be honest, Sean, at this stage, just remains to be seen. Yeah, and and it's interesting, the tax figures, I suppose, that came in this week, lower than anticipated. Does that particularly affect the once-off cost of living package for which we still haven't been given a figure? My My guess is that that is more likely to bring about caution on the recurring spending increases. There's no doubt that there's going to be a very big surplus this year, even though what the tax figures, and particularly the last two months of corporation tax figures suggest, is that you won't have this massive overshoot of corporation tax revenues this year. Still think they'll get about $24 billion or so on corporation tax revenues, but it's not going to outstrip the projections in the way that it did last year. And last year, one of the things that that did was to provide them with a pot of money for the once-off giveaways that they were able to take from the uh, the 2022 budget. So, I mean, you know, not, not to get into the weeds of budgetary structure, but there'd be two types of giveaways, I guess, on, on, on Tuesday. There'll be the once-off ones, and there'll be the ones that are repeated every year that go into the, the spending base. Now, if you're looking at projections over the coming years for taxation revenue, the ones I guess that you're really careful about are the spending increases that you're going to have to pay next year and the year after that and the year after that and and so on. So um, I I think that would be something to look out for. It is true that the Finance Minister, Public Expenditure Minister have been warning about the transience of these corporation tax revenues for some time, the figures of the last two months suggest that they're not completely making that up. Mm. Uh, John Fitzgerald, uh, bring you in at this point. What are you thinking when this comes to fueling inflation? Uh, Because the more you pump money into an economy that's kind of already doing great guns, uh, there's a risk there that it it makes inflation last longer, no? Yeah, uh, the whole political system seems to be about spending more money 
um, cutting taxes. Um, all parties are recommending it. Um, that's driving dangerously. We've got full employment. The job of the government in the budget is, first of all, to ensure that we remain at full employment or get there if we're not at full employment. So everybody has a job. And then within that, there may be groups who are losing out and you target them. But pumping money into an economy which is booming will just give you inflation and will it's dangerous in the long run. Like macroeconomists in 2006, 5, 6, 7, recommended the government should be taking money out of the economy. The government drove dangerously. People clapped them. They got re-elected for, for, for doing the dangerous thing. And we saw the disaster. So uh, we've dr driven re re relatively carefully governments over the last decade. But this is not the time to pump money into the economy because you won't get, you'll get lousy value for money. There's only so much in a fully employed economy. There's only so much you can produce. If you want to spend more money, prices have got to be higher because there's nothing more to, to buy. So, and in particular in the housing market, spending money on housing when the problem is building houses, dealing with regulation, which doesn't come up in the budget, is where the pro pro uh, problems are. Um, so I'm, I'm looking to the long term. I'm sure the budget will be more popular for doing the wrong thing, but it is the wrong thing. Yeah, I had to laugh at Bertie Hearn on the front page of the Sunday Times pre uh, preaching caution after the decisions that were made in 05, 06, 07 that, that you mentioned. Do you think as well, though, John, uh, there is an element perhaps of the cost of living crisis, as we call it, and we talk about it all the, all the time, being overplayed and that actually a lot of households are doing not so bad? Yeah, uh, uh, if, if most people are at least as well off as they were in 2019. So we've gone through a crisis and we've come out the other side. Um, so this idea that you've got to give people, like wages are rising and over the coming year, people will be better off even if the government doesn't give away money um, on current trends. Wages are rising, prices are coming down. So the real increase in wages, is it's been difficult in the last two years because wages have not risen as rapidly as prices. But the next year is actually they're going to turn the corner on this and you don't pump money in then. There are groups like the ESRI suggested you could take a lot of kids out of poverty if you spend 400 million on a special um, uh, scheme for, for kids in the, that relevant group. That doesn't sound as if it's going to be there. Those are the kind of things that you should be spending money on. Mm. Uh, Pat Hedigan, uh, CEO of Focus Ireland, is also on the line with us. Uh, Pat, uh, thanks very much for joining us this morning. What do you make of that, of what's been said there, that uh, you know th this needs to be targeted, but actually a lot of people are going to do better than maybe they thought they would next year as inflation eases and wages go up? Well, actually, I think I think there's a there's a lot of targets that we could hit, and there are a lot of people out there who have been hurting over the last number of years. We we have record numbers of people um, homeless at the moment, but in particular, we have record numbers of children, almost three thousand nine hundred children who are homeless at the moment. And I think targeted measures in that way, one with regard to housing supply, uh, to to prioritise people who are homeless, but also to prioritise. The, the support and the care for people who are homeless and to limit the traumatic effect uh, that it can have. We, we published some proposals and, and we believe for relatively small amounts of money, for about €2 million Euros a year, uh, we could provide child support workers for every child who is, who is homeless at the moment. Uh, and, and hopefully, as regards, when they, when they do become housed and, and move on with their lives, that money would not be needed. Uh, but I do think there are specific targets that we could hit and we should be prioritising as a, as a nation. At the 10 to 12 euro suggested social welfare rate, is that going to be anywhere near enough for those people who are potentially facing homelessness? 
probably not, to be quite honest. Uh, and particularly at, at the moment, in, in when when cost of living increases around things like energy and and and, and fuel prices coming into the winter are are, are in, in people's minds. That's a real difficulty at the moment. And what we noticed last winter uh, was a situation where people were having to make choices as to what to turn on and what to pay. Uh, and that's obviously a great difficulty, particularly for people with fixed incomes. There's been a lot in the housing talk about tax cuts and tax breaks. Um, but what else would you like to see? I mean, is there something, a big scheme or something they could fund within that potential €6 billion Euro pot that you think, well, that's something that could make a difference straight away? Because obviously building houses is fine. That's grand. It's a longer term thing, money you announced today you're not going to see for, for two or three years. I think that's right. You're not going to see money announced today in, in the building side for two to three years. But there are some things that could be done relatively quickly. And one of those is two to three years down the line. But we have we have about 70,000 uncommenced planning permissions around the country. Uh, now, some, about 45,000 of those are in Dublin, the Dublin area. And that would make an enormous impact on the issue of homelessness and on the issue of housing. Um, Most of those are uncommenced because they're not viable. And uh, if work could be done to ensure that those were viable, planning permission has been granted. They're further down the line than other developments, and I think that could make a big help. Mm. We've also called for... um, for support for landlords, funnily enough, for, for us from Focus Ireland, uh, because many, many people in the last number of years have uh, become homeless from the private rented sector. And we, we're seeing trends where landlords, individual landlords, smaller landlords are leaving the market. And when that happens, typically in the past, uh, tenants were served with most to quit. Uh, so we'd like to see support for landlords, but we'd like to balance that with with with, lo- with more security for tenants, so that the landlord stays in the market. They're incentivised to do that, but the tenant gets to stay in their home. Um, we'd like to see the tenant in situ theme continued as a prevention measure to make sure that people uh, get to stay in their home and get some security in the private rented sector as well. So there are things that we can do relatively quickly uh, to to help people, to house people, but also to keep people in their homes. Uh, John Fitzgerald, to bring you back in, one of the big proposals this year that we haven't got a huge amount of detail on yet, but it is set to be announced on Tuesday, is this long-term investment fund that Michael McGrath wants to set up, but it, it, that other countries have. Uh, is that a wise use of resources? Because a lot of people will say, look, it's raining at the moment, why not invest it now, do something big on the housing side or somewhere else, rather than put this away for, for the long term? Eminently sensible, um, because if you spend the money now, you're not going to get anything for it, because... The economy is at full employment. So hold it back. So there will be times in the future when things go badly and we could do with some money. We saw that um, between 2008 and 2013 and there was a rainy day fund, there was an investment fund. It was all used up paying for a disaster. Let's not have a disaster now and let's prepare for a more difficult future. Patley, I want to give the final word to you because uh, Lorcan Allen and others writing in the papers today, prudence versus politics. We know there's a year of elections coming up, be it the locals and Europeans or potentially the general this time next year. What side is the government going to land on? Will it be prudent Pascal or, or you know, flash the cash McGrath? <laughs> Look, I, I can guarantee you one thing. I mean, as we discussed earlier, we don't know exactly what the measures involved in the budget are, are going to be, but I can guarantee you that... Uh, that McGrath and Donoghue will arrive out onto the steps of government buildings on 
Tuesday and they will say that, you know, they've sought to strike a balance and they believe that they've got the balance right. Budgets are not just about economics. They're also about politics. And this one is acutely about politics because it may be the last budget before uh, a general election. Government needs a it needs a political boost. I think the recent polls would suggest that their numbers are anemic at best. Sinn Féin are pretty rampant in the polls. Government saw a bit of a recovery in their fortunes last year with a big giveaway budget. Tuesday will be a big giveaway budget as well. And while we may scoff at the economic sense of that, I remember one minister saying to me before, it's all very well, but these guys don't have to run for election. Hmm. Politicians do have to run for election and that's going to be uppermost in their mind on Tuesday. Yeah, and if you think it isn't, I did quite a lot of driving over the weekend, and it's amazing the amount of small towns at the moment that have political posters up advertising rallies or meetings on cost of living or whatever that just so happen to have the face of the person hosting that meeting up. Uh, So elections are on the doorstep, folks. My thanks to Pat Leahy, political editor of the Irish Times, John Fitzgerald, adjunct professor in economics at Trinity College Dublin, and Pat Dennigan, the CEO of Focus Ireland. Thanks a million for joining me on The Record today. On the record with Gavin Riley. Sunday morning at 11. Brought to you by PwC. Redesign your organisation. Reinvent your capabilities. Reimagine your future. On News Talk.